0: Yes, Mr. President, I understand that my tweets are the only thing protecting this country from a nuclear war. Yes. I take that responsibility very seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I understand. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Give Melania my best. All right. See you later, Donald. Bye. With great tweets comes great responsibility. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to the Class Act Podcast, one of the most popular sports podcasts in the entire world. I'm your host, Barry McOchaner, and it is about Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday, February 13th, the year of our Lord, 2019. And I'll just get right to it. The big breaking news today is that Joe Flacco was traded from... Baltimore Ravens to the Denver Broncos, which just further proves that John Elway has no fucking idea what he's doing when it comes to quarterbacks. So not only was John Elway a horribly overrated quarterback in his own right, I mean, the guy put up Kerry Collins' numbers the first decade of his career, 158 touchdowns, 157 interceptions, only won two Super Bowls at the end of his career because of Terrell Davis, and his team cheating the salary cap. But that's neither here nor there. The present day, Joe Flacco is now a Denver Bronco. Case Keenum is also in the mix. Uh, it, it's, it, I, I don't know. I mean, who, who really cares in the long run? I mean, Flacco, he, he, he will ever be, he will always be defined by that 2012 postseason run where he threw 11 touchdowns, no interceptions, Uh, and he quote-unquote beat Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and the 49ers um, in order to win the Super Bowl. Although, everybody knows that if Raheem Moore didn't commit the biggest blunder by any defensive back in NFL history, that never happens. Joe Flacco never gets that big contract, and NFL history is forever changed. And the quarterback... Yeah, pay grade, the pay wage is forever changed, and it's all because of Raheem Moore. If Raheem Moore just did his fucking job, then the Broncos would have won. Joe Flacco wouldn't have had that amazing Super Bowl winning run. But hey, you can't go back and change it now, unfortunately. Um here is this is kind of I know I know I speak for a lot of other people when I say that this is this is This this isn't the worst time of the sports year because the worst time of the sports year is June and July, right after the NBA is over because then it's just baseball, and I mean no disrespect to baseball but regular season baseball is uh, excuse me is boring as fuck. It's just such a long drawn out season, and um yeah so that's why when it's just baseball on that's the worst the worst time of the sports year, but now that the NFL is over, um, the big thing is the NBA, the NBA is the main focus, and we're basically at the all-star break right now, because of, um, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, I mean, we're almost at the all-star break, because that's what happens every year in the NBA, Uh, And the the big news, I guess, is that the Lakers are in jeopardy of missing the playoffs, and LeBron haters and LeBron truthers out there are absolutely ecstatic about it. They cannot wait to point the finger at LeBron James. They cannot wait to blame LeBron for everything that's gone wrong with the Lakers, even though LeBron is the least responsible person for the Lakers sucking this year. I mean, you know, I know I talk about LeBron a lot on this show, but there's just so much much shit to talk about when it comes to LeBron because he just generates so much discussion. And really, the NBA without LeBron would be fucked because, like, LeBron, and I've talked about this before, whether you fall on the side of I hate LeBron, he's an overrated crybaby, or you're a big LeBron fan like I am, LeBron generates so much discussion, and he generates so many topics to talk about for the NBA. When he was out for the, like, the month that he was out, the NBA was pretty boring. I mean, what was there to talk about? I mean, Harden, who is one of the least watchable superstars of all time? Giannis? I mean, Giannis is cool, I guess, but he can't even shoot a jump shot. I mean, everybody knows the Warriors are going to win anyway. So, I mean, LeBron gives us a lot of distraction When it comes to the inevitable conclusion that the Warriors are going to win the title again. Um, And, of course, the big... You know, the loss... The Lakers are coming off of a loss to the lowly Atlanta Hawks, which... I mean, look, um, I'm, I'm perfectly honest. Like, LeBron... LeBron didn't play his best game last night. But, I mean, the guy put up 28 points and 16 assists. Okay? Like, I don't care... People, you know, and dumbasses are like, Oh, you just watched the box score, dude! You're a box score watcher! You don't actually watch the game, dude! You know? Like, I watch the games, okay? You don't put up 28 points and 16 assists if you had a bad game, okay? And that doesn't even account for all the fucking blown layups that LeBron's shitty-ass teammates had in the game. Now, to be fair, LeBron isn't a great defender anymore, okay? But... The guy's played like 55,000 career minutes, okay? He's not... He shouldn't be expected to go all out on defense all the time. And I know all LeBron haters, they get off on saying LeBron doesn't play any defense. Well, I mean, he has to carry so much of a load for the Lakers offensively. And to be honest with you, like I said, LeBron isn't a great defender anymore. But he's not horrible. Like, you know, all these people are always like, oh, LeBron sucks defense. He doesn't suck on defense. He's not... He's average. All right, he's not. I watched. I watch every game LeBron plays. I'm comp, I'm I'm a LeBron fan, but I'm completely honest. He's average on defense. He's not like some some complete sieve that LeBron haters and LeBron truthers try to make him out to be. He's certainly not great on defense, but he's not like he's not the he's not the problem for the Lakers on defense. And you know, it just it, it's just annoying because he, here's the deal, and this is it's really this simple, okay? The Lakers, if if the Lakers do miss the playoffs, and there is a real possibility that they will now because their remaining schedule is pretty tough, it's going to be because LeBron missed 18 games. It's really that simple. LeBron missed a month worth of games. And the Lakers, in that time span, with their incredible young cast that Lakers fans try to fucking hype up all the time, went 6-12 and without LeBron. That's why the Lakers will miss the playoffs if they do miss the playoffs. And if they do make the playoffs, it is going to be because of LeBron. And this is the other annoying thing LeBron haters do. They're always like, oh, so when LeBron's team wins, LeBron gets all the credit, but when his team loses, he gets none of the blame? Uh, yeah, that's how it works, because LeBron's the best fucking basketball player of all time. You don't credit the anvil when a man carries it up the hill, you just don't, okay? If the Lakers do have success, it is going to be because of LeBron, and if they don't, and if they don't succeed, it's certainly not going to be because LeBron sucks, okay? It, it makes me sound like a dick rider or a homer, whatever you want to say, but it's the truth, okay? Just look at the fucking Cavaliers, and I know I've been over this before, but this idea that LeBron is like some toxic teammate, and creates a toxic environment. The guy's been to eight straight NBA finals. He's won three NBA titles, okay? If that's what toxic environment is, then sign me up for a fucking toxic environment, because I want that. And 29 other NBA teams, besides the Warriors, would sign up for that shit right now. Those are the facts. End of, the end of discussion! There's, no, there's nothing to debate about. And I know that a lot of the LeBron insecurity... From LeBron haters comes from the fact that LeBron has threatened Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan is seen as this, you know, untouchable figure. Okay? The guy with Michael Jordan won six championships playing against UPS drivers and furnace operators, okay? Those are the facts, folks. Okay. You can you can you can get mad at me all you want, but those are the facts, okay? So I don't even want to hear Michael Jordan's name talked about when it comes to LeBron. Michael Jordan would get blown out the gym if his teams had to play against these Warriors teams over the last couple years, okay? He was he was playing bums who couldn't even score 55 points in an entire finals game. Okay, that was his competition. The best player he ever played in the finals was a guy who had HIV. Okay, that right there just shows you how shitty his finals competition was. But I don't I but I digress. I don't want to get too deep into the LeBron MJ debate. But that's where a lot of the LeBron insecurity comes from, and that's why LeBron is so um, manipulated and nitpicked at every single thing he does. And to be fair. Um, sure, you know LeBron is he a bit of, is he a bit of a ham is he a bit of the attention hog? Yeah, but is he worth it? Yeah, like people. This, this is what drives you crazy about LeBron haters is that they act like LeBron isn't worth all of the little like nuances that come with having LeBron on your team. Okay, they act like LeBron is like a Bradley Beal level player or some shit. I mean, the guy's one of the he's one of the two best basketball players of all time. At worst, okay. You deal with the little you deal with some of the baggage that comes with having a top two player of all time on your team. That's what happens, okay? That's just a fact. Okay? Like I, I get so it's just so I, I, I always try and tell myself, don't don't get too passionate, don't get too animated about it, but God fucking damn it. Every fucking year LeBron haters just continue to outdo themselves with their stupidity and reach that they go to. To try and discredit LeBron. It's insane. The guy is averaging in his 16th year. He's averaging like 27 points. And like 8 assists or something like that. I don't know. But he's averaging incredible numbers. In his 16th season. Nobody in their 16th season has ever produced like this before. You can blame it on the era. You can blame it on the defenses. Whatever. But that's a fact. Okay, LeBron is unprecedented territory where he is right now. Okay, And if he hadn't gotten hurt. I guarantee you the Lakers would be in the playoffs right now. That's that's the facts. Those are the facts. Whether you like it or not, whether you like it or not, those are the facts. Okay. So, I know a lot of people. You know, like I've gone over this before. A lot of people hate LeBron for whatever reason. I've I've never personally understood why so many people have like an actual like vicious hatred towards LeBron. Like I can understand if you sports hate LeBron. Like, if you, if you just think he's annoying, I can understand that. Because, yeah, even as a LeBron fan, I get annoyed by some of his, you know, IG and Snapchat things. But, like, so for years, people have, like, gone out of their way to hate LeBron. And I, I've never understood it, and I still don't understand it to this day. Like, there just seems, there's something, and, you know, I mean, I, I say I don't understand it. <laughs> Man, I do understand it because it all goes back to Michael Jordan, who is still talking shit, saying, you know, like, Oh, winning six championships is, is more impressive than, uh, you know, than you know having a stretch of triple doubles or thirty point games. Okay, like, shut the, shut the fuck up, guy. Okay, you played against ice cream truck drivers and Footlocker employees. Have some fucking respect for today's athletes. Okay, how about having your team win a fucking playoff series? Before you talk shit. You've been a fucking owner for like a decade. You haven't won a playoff series. You oversaw the worst team statistically win-loss percentage wise in NBA history in twenty twelve. Okay, Mike, settle down, okay, buddy. Like but I'm getting a little bit too emotional about it. Um every single time I come on this podcast, I try to think of some new things to talk about for the NBA. Like, Paul George is 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 a refreshing story. Um He's really taken it to a new level, but the thing with Paul George is he's, you know, if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, then it's probably a fucking duck, and with Paul George, we have like a decade's worth almost of sample size to know that he's an incredibly inconsistent player, and he's on one of those hot streaks right now where he looks like, you know, a top five player, and I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall. It might... Hell, it might not happen in the regular season. But at some point, hes you just know Paul George is going to have one of those 3-for-17 shooting nights in the postseason. You just know it's going to happen. You just know it's going to happen. And, I mean, you know, that that's just... Uh, it, you can't take credit away from him for the regular season. He, he is a legitimate MVP candidate. Although I think the top two MVP candidates are... Harden and Giannis. But I mean Paul George is definitely there. He's definitely up there. But still, you just you just know that it's kind of like with Harden, how you know that once the playoffs come, you just know that something's going to go it's just not going to be the same. And that's that's just how it is. And speaking of Harden, he's uh you know, he he's he it, it's hard to say like Harden's like stats like, he, he's putting up just absolutely ridiculous stats right now. Just ridiculous stats. One of the best statistical seasons in NBA history. And yet, like, James Harden, the actual player, when you watch him play, and James Harden that's on the stat sheet are, like, two different players. Like, like when you watch Harden play, you're not nearly as impressed as you are when you look at his stats, and it's kind of like how Tom Brady is for football. Like, Tom Brady's stats always look great, but when you watch him play, it's like he's basically just playing Gabbard with a great offensive line. Um, to me, I, I think Harden definitely, at this point, deserves MVP. Um, but I think Giannis is right there. I think Harden won Giannis, two. Um and because I mean the thing the other thing is is hard and his team is winning too it's not like he's putting up empty stats but again and and but any single time I try to get excited talking about the NBA I just I just get red pilled and just remember the Warriors are gonna win like it, it's it's impossible for me to get excited to get too excited about anything that's happening because we all know the final outcome like the NBA was so much better. So much better when Kevin Durant was an OKC, when the Spurs were still a legit threat, when you obviously had the Warriors, and then you had the Cavaliers. You had four teams that legitimately had a shot at winning the title. You had legitimate suspense. So, you know, on top of awards like... Excuse me. On top of awards like MVP, you would also think, wow... And not only for winning MVP, but can this player add to their legacy by adding a title? There, there's not, there's none of that anymore because we all know the Warriors are just going to coast to the title. And like, it, it's hard, and I know I talk about it a lot, but I mean, it, that's that's the same, that's the fact. Like, you can't, you know, that that's just how it goes. And I know that the retort for that is, well, the Warriors got taken to seven games last year. And they would have won and they would have lost had Chris Paul stayed healthy. And I mean, that is true per se, but when you watch that series, in games 6 and 7, in the second half of those games, the Warriors outscored the Rockets by 50 plus points. Like, the, that series went as long as it did because the warriors got bored and the warriors were just sleepwalking and that's the only way and credit to Houston because Houston took advantage of that most teams ev- most teams aren't good enough to take adma- to take advantage of Golden State even when they are sleepwalking shout out to Kobe Bryant for taking advantage of people but like still the fact is, is that when Golden State woke up and they got sh- they got their ser- you know they got serious And they ramped it up on defense, and they ramped up the ball movement on offense. Houston didn't stand a chance. And that was a big reason why Houston missed 27 straight threes, because Golden State ramped up the defense. Now, to be sure, you know, Houston also shit their pants, but, you know, it's obvious when you watch Golden State, Golden State has the on-off switch better than any team I've ever seen before. I thought the 2013 Miami Heat had the best on-off switch where they could just turn it on. And in a matter of like two to three seconds, uh, you know, they would go on like a fifteen zero run. Golden State does that better than any team I've ever seen. Where you could, they can be, they can be losing by you know five points, and then within two minutes they're ahead by ten. I've just that's just how it goes. That's just how they do. With all of their shooting and with all their firepower, there's just they can just go off at any moment and just blow a game open. And that's what they did to Houston. And other than that Houston series, they've never gotten taken past five games so far in in the uh, Kevin Durant era with Golden State. They went sixteen and one. They were one game away from sweeping the entire postseason in twenty seventeen. That shouldn't. It's one thing if that happens because of Kobe and Shaq, like the two thousand one Lakers. It's another thing when a seventy three win team adds. A guy like Kevin Durant. And I've talked about this before when it comes to Kevin Durant. The worst part about the entire Kevin Durant saga is that he's doing all this. He's going out there. He's putting up all NBA numbers. He's putting up great numbers for a fan base that wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. His own fan base hates him. And yet here he is, like, helping the Warriors. I've never seen anything like Kevin Durant. He's such a beta male. Like, I've just never seen anything like it. It's disgusting. It really is. It's disgusting. It's uncalled for. All right, but I know. I know. I've gone on this on this Warriors rant before. But the NBA is going to be so much better the day the Warriors break up. And to be sure, if if Durant does leave in free agency, and again, I'm never going to. I'm never going to pretend like I know what Kevin Durant's going to do in free agency, especially after he joined a 73 win team, because I, along with millions of other people. Never thought that Durant would do that. Like, we we thought he had more respect. Because I remember, I'm old enough to remember when Durant was seen as the young, humble superstar and LeBron was the big villain who hopped teams. Like, back in 2012 when Thunder met the Heat in the finals, that was the big storyline. Durant was like a media darling and now Durant hates the media and he's a media villain. It's crazy how, how much things can change in the NBA in the span of five to six years. It really is and just just one last thing about the nba that I'll talk about is and this goes back to lebron of course because it always goes back to lebron no matter what lebron and the thing about lebron and I, it, there's when people say he should have you know he should have gone to philly that's you know that's legit that's a legit criticism i think if he went to philly he would have had a better shot at winning a title but here's the thing about that if he'd gone to philly the criticism would be Oh, he's just going to join another super team. He can't win without super teams. He doesn't have any competitive fire. When he go, if he stayed in Cleveland, it would have been—he's a coward. He's staying in the East. The East sucks. Who cares? His—you know—even if he wins the East again, it doesn't mean anything. When he goes to LA, a team that hadn't made the playoffs in five straight years, it's—he's out there to make movies. He doesn't care about winning anymore. Like there, people are always going to find ways to shit on LeBron or discredit LeBron. But as a LeBron fan, I said this back in July when he signed with the Lakers. I th- I honestly thought he was going to sign with Philadelphia. I really did because I was like, well, you know, Philadelphia has this young. They had this great big man, which LeBron's never had. Like Chris Bosh was 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 very good, but he wasn't Joel- He wasn't as good as Joel Embiid. I mean, like a legitimate big man in the paint, block shots, rim protector, like that. LeBron has never had that before in his career. You had Ben Simmons, who's also, despite the fact that Ben Simmons can't shoot for shit, you still had, you know, he's still he's still a great player. You had great shooters like J.J. Redick, and you stay in the East. So I was like, hey, you know, Philadelphia, I thought was going to be a great option. When he chose the Lakers, I was kind of pissed off because I knew what would happen if, the La- if LeBron, if the Lakers lost. What happened is is that the Lakers fans would bring up Kobe Bryant because they have this fucking fetish for Kobe Bryant. And Kobe Bryant is like a god to Lakers fans for whatever reason. And, you know, every single thing LeBron does, it's, oh, Kobe would have won that game. Kobe would have made that shot. Kobe never would have let the team lose this game. Oh, my fucking God. Shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ. Kobe Bryant was a rapist. He raped people. He missed the playoffs in his prime. In 2005, he missed the playoffs in his prime. He went three straight years at his peak without winning a fucking playoff series. He never won a playoff series in 20 years without Shaq or Gasol, without an elite big man. Never. Not one playoff series. Okay? I don't want to hear about Kobe Bryant. I don't give a fuck about Kobe Bryant. Shut the fuck up about Kobe Bryant. He's a fucking rapist and a narcissistic asshole. Okay? I don't give a fuck about Kobe Bryant. Stop fucking bringing up Kobe Bryant because he's nowhere near as good as LeBron James. Seriously, Lakers fans, if you listen to this, shut the fuck up about Kobe Bryant. Okay, He's not coming back. And if he was coming back, the Lakers would be fucking fucked in the ass. You know why? Because Kobe Bryant was a fucking ball hog. He was an inefficient shot jacker that got bailed out by guys like Derek Fisher and Robert Ory when it came to big shots. Kobe Bryant's best skill was playing on the same team as Peak Shack. That's it. Okay? You can say I'm being harsh. You can say I'm undermining Kobe. Okay? But when you're going to pretend that Kobe Bryant is on LeBron's level and or, or above LeBron, I'm going to come and I'm going to fucking expose you. Okay? So you better shut the fuck up with all this Kobe Bryant shit because it's fucking annoying. Okay? Y'all better stop it right now or else I'm going to call the police. Speaking of police, uh, a few days ago, I had a troll where I made, uh, why did I make, I took a, a photoshop pic of notorious police hater Colin Kaepernick, and I said that he had signed with the Jets, and look, I troll all the time, I do this shit all the time, it's my job, it's my job, I get, you know, I I was born to troll, okay, women love me, but this was probably, the most satisfying troll I've ever had because I got so many blue checks to bite on this. It was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Nothing I'd ever seen before. So many blue checks were biting on it and quote-tweeting it and saying, oh my god, this is great, this is awesome, go cap, you know, fuck the system, all that bullshit. And it was all because of a fucking... I, I impersonated Ian Rappaport who got in on the joke. Ian Rappaport, he's a great he's a good friend of mine. Uh, Ian, if you're listening to this, you're probably not, but if you are, I love you. Um he did, uh Ian got in on it and there were so many there were legitimately like most of the entire sports Twitter was believing that Kaepernick signed with the New York Jets. And it was it was glorious because it, it showed that people still are complete Fucking morons. Sports fans are fucking morons. And this goes not just for sports fans, I should say, but in general, people are always they're so quick to want to find the next news that they don't care about the source that it's coming from. It takes less than half a second to check for a blue check mark or a handle to see if what I say is legit. And this is why I have absolutely no sympathy for any dumbass that falls for any of my tweets, my troll tweets. Because it literally takes half a second to look for a verified checkmark or my handle to see if it's legit. And these people can't do that. They failed to do it because they want to be so quick on it. And they want to believe that Kaepernick is going to be signed again. And for the record, I didn't make that Photoshop. I, I've just, for some reason, I just remembered, I had seen it before, like a year ago or so, and so I looked, I typed in Kaepernick Jets on Twitter. For Twitter search, I looked up Twitter photos, and, like, I scrolled down, and voila, it was down there. I saw, like, the the trade alert template, and it had the Jets, and it had Kaepernick going to the Jets. I'm not that good at Photoshop to do that, like, to make that on my own, so thank God that that was still out there. But... um. You know, but it, so it, it looked legitimate, um, and now because my follower count is is really skyrocketing, I'm able, you know, I'm able to cast a wider net. Um, but really, the, my biggest takeaway from this, besides the fact that people are, are attention hungry morons who don't check their sources, is that if I ever got verified, and I, I know I'm not going to, but if I ever did, it would literally cause a nuclear war. Because the amount of shit that I would do <laughs> to, like, the amount, like, it, I'm, I'm out here fooling thousands of people without a verified check mark, The damage I could do with the verified check mark next to my name, it would be unprecedented. They would have to call the National Guard. They would have to shut down the internet because of what I would say. Because of how I would fool people. It would be disastrous. And I would love every second of it. Imagine me impersonating Trump. Imagine me impersonating Trump and causing a nuclear war. I don't care if if North Korea sends a fucking nuclear bomb back at us because of one of my tweets. I'm going to be laughing my ass off the entire time as I'm getting disintegrated. I would laugh. That's a great way to die. Just, hey, you know what? Fell for one of my tweets, caused a nuclear war. Eh, it is what it is. Some personal news. uh, I'm trying to uh, create some merchandise. Uh, I know that a lot of people don't give a shit about it, but hey, it's my life, I'm going to do what I want. Trying to create some merchandise for people who are interested. I know I have a lot of dedicated fans out there, and I'm very grateful for all my fans. The fact that I am currently, as of this podcast recording, at 97,000 followers uh, is just batshit insane to me. Uh, I remember when I started Twitter, I'm going to get sentimental on you guys here for a second. When I started Twitter, when I got on Twitter back in 2013, uh, I, I thought like having 500 followers was a lot, and now I get like 500 followers an hour. Uh, it's just incredible, and I know I'm gonna get suspended again at some point. But the fact that you know I have so many ride or die fans truly is—it's humbling. And you know, to be serious for a second here, I know I troll a lot, and I know I. Um, say a lot of sarcastic things, but the the main, um, I'm on Twitter for two reasons, basically. It's to post stats that I like, but more importantly, it's to try and make people laugh. And if I can make somebody's day better by my tweets and make them laugh or make somebody's day better by what I tweet, then, I mean, yeah, that feels good. that that feel, That makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. It makes me feel like in some way that I'm contributing in some way. Uh, And, uh, you know, I'm very, very uh, humbled when when people say, you know, that I have a great account and that I'm awesome and all this stuff. And I know there are a lot of people out there that don't like me, specifically people from Boston. But, uh, you know, I I appreciate all my fans and I just want you all to know that, you know, your support is not unnoticed. Um, And on that note, that ends this episode. Remember to go to iTunes and give give the Class Act podcast a five-star review. And let's make this one even more popular than it already is. I trust in y'all. I believe in y'all. Thank you very much. Stay classy and respect the troops.